I'm Brad Locke, and you are listening to Prep Rally, a high school sports podcast brought to you by the Daily Journal and djournal.com. And welcome back to another episode of Prep Rally. Brad here with you, as you know. Joined this time by Brendan Farrell. Say hello, Brendan, to the people. Hello to the people. He's been on here before, so you know he covers high school and college stuff for us. By the way, how about that MEC Ole Miss game last night? I missed it because I was at a game, but I heard it was a humdinger. I also missed it because I was at a game. That's so. right. You had soccer, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Well, everything on Twitter made it sound like it was a great game. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. So, but, yeah, you do help out with some Ole Miss uh, stuff and some MSU stuff. Well, I guess James is more doing the MSU stuff now. But, anywho – Podgator here as well. Can't forget about him. Um, but we're here to talk uh, high school sports, not college sports. So uh, stick with us for the next few minutes. Just a reminder that we come to you every Wednesday. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, or online at preparally.djournal.com. And uh, follow us on Twitter at djournalsports. And uh, check out our sponsor, Pizza Doctor, at Midtown Point in Tupelo. Good stuff. We had sausage and pepperoni. Me and Missy on Monday night were like, we want pizza. So we went to Pizza Doctor. It's good stuff. See, I never order pizza anymore because you bring it every Wednesday. So. I could eat pizza every day. I mean, true, but... But I shouldn't, but I could. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, let's jump into some basketball here. Uh, I got out to Shannon last night to watch uh, the Red Raiders take on Calhoun City in a boys game that I thought would be a pretty good game, and it was. Both those teams like to get up and down the floor, very athletic, and it was a pretty tight game, really the whole most of the way. Uh Calhoun City was up by one at halftime. They went on a little bit of a run, late third quarter, early fourth, got some distance, uh, got up by 14. Shannon cut it back to six but could get no closer, so Calhoun City got the win 61-54. to My first chance to see Calhoun City this season, and uh, their star player, Jonathan Armstrong, now he did not start last night, came off the bench because he's got a sore knee, but I think he played all but five minutes of the game. And uh, – he, he was slow getting going, no points in the first half, but scored 15 in the second half and was a big part of that 13-2 run uh, that Calhoun City used to get some separation. And, you know, he's a senior on a team that's full of youth. I mean, uh, two freshmen and two sophomores started last night for Calhoun City, but uh, they all played pretty well, including a, a freshman, Josiah Garvin, if I'm saying that right, just apostrophe Zion. So that's a new one on me. But he had 17 points, 11 rebounds, and um, did a good job on defense second half. Jordan Medcalf of Shannon, he's a really good player. He was knocking down those mid-range, mid-range jumpers that he's so good at hitting. Did that a lot in the first half. They kind of adjusted, um, dropped into a 2-3 zone, and made, made things a little bit tougher on him. Uh, J.Q. Huddleston, I thought, uh, had a really good game for Shannon off the bench. He had 14 points, 13 rebounds. He's like 6'5". He had two or three dunks. Calhoun City had a lot of trouble with him, but uh, but they were able to shoot the ball better, basically, than Shannon. Shannon got up a lot more shots because they got a lot more rebounds, but uh, just couldn't get a lot of those to go. They missed all of the three-point tries. So uh, Calhoun City with a nice win there, uh, again, 61-54 over Shannon on Tuesday. Uh, looking ahead this week, it is the final week of the regular season for high school basketball and a lot of uh, region uh, titles are still undecided. A uh, couple of very notable games later this week. They're both on Friday. Boonville and Belmont girls. 
two of our best teams, Brendan, uh, and they're in the same division, 1-3A. And uh, Boonville is our number two team. Belmont is uh, number four. Although Belmont lost to Tish County on Monday, our number six team, 49-47, which I expected that to be a close game. This one could be very similar. I mean, you got Sonia Cook at Boonville, one of the best players, if not the best player in the state in 3A. Carly Brock, the point guard for Belmont, is right up there in the, in the – I'd say she's in the same area code as uh, Sonia Cook. So that should be a really, uh, really good matchup. I'll be at that one on Friday, uh, whenever that one wins the – it's the number one seed for the one three a tournament. All those tournaments start next week. Then you got Starkville Tupelo girls a rematch uh, in two seven a. Starkville won the first one. It's pretty simple. They win. They win the the division title. Tupelo, I, I guess they'd have to win by a certain number of points. I forget the score of the last game, but I think it was pretty close. Uh, but this game will be at Tupelo, uh, so that uh, I think we'll have uh, somebody at that one. It's either you or James. I forget. It's not me. So must be James. Yeah, it's James. Okay, there you go. Oh, I'm, I have uh, Baldwin uh, Boonville. That's right, boys. Yeah, yes. Baldwin Boonville boys. Boonville, our number one boys team, should win that game. It's not a division game or anything, but they're big rivals. So and it's at Baldwin. So you know, Baldwin will give them a, a tough matchup. I think. And I was just up there last week. So. That's right. Putting you on the Baldwin beat. Apparently, I keep sending James to South Pontotoc. It doesn't plan out that way. It just happens. I don't know. So, it and Springville is is not the easiest place to get to if you're not familiar with the area. Like in recent years I've still had to like pull up my Google map just to make sure I make all the correct turns to get out there. It's out it's out in the boonies. It's a good place. I like it. You've got me a little confused because um, you know, there, there's a Springville in uh Utah and it's not in the middle of nowhere. So, <laughs> that's right. Where you used to live. Okay. Well, uh, so there's your basketball updates. Uh, soccer. Uh, you were at a soccer match last night. Yes, of, I was. Of note, Brendan. It was Oxford hosting Hernando. Big boys match with the 1-7-A title on the line. And a thrilling match that uh, ended in a one to nothing final in favor of Oxford. And one of my favorite names in the area in high school sports, Everett Van Every, had the lone and deciding goal for Oxford. Sounded like a defensive struggle. Yeah, a, a bit. I mean, it was one of those games where it just, I mean, Oxford had, you know, the lion's share of possession. Uh, just, you know, can't, couldn't really do anything with it, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of their best chances came off, like, free kicks and corners, and that's where uh, they eventually got their goal from was, you know, they, they drew a free kick uh, just past midfield and, you know, just kind of threw one into the box and create chaos and mm-hmm. – uh, kind of a loose ball and Van Avery just you know smashed it in so and that was uh, in the second half yeah second half it was like 20 minutes left oh okay yeah so uh obviously they, they played pretty well defensively I mean I I haven't seen Oxford this year but you know 7a I mean it's going to be tough uh it's always a tough to, uh, classification it used to be 6a but uh, I think they probably have a shot as much as anybody at going uh deep into the playoffs yeah I mean her hand is pretty good yeah uh, and, uh, you know, this is the second time I've seen Oxford because mm-hmm. I watched them when they played Tupelo. That's right. Um, and it's, it's, it's the second time I have uh, written about Van Every. So, <laughs> you know, that, that's just kind of the guy. You're that, a good uh, luck charm, huh? I get, well, <laughs> uh, I think, uh, you know, Hunter Crane at Oxford, their coach, 
ballparked his goal total at like 23, 24, yeah. I think. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, <laughs> that, that'll do when you're – Especially you know, in 7A. 23, 24 in, you know, 20 games. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that'll do. Yeah, that'll do. Uh, and I assume in 7A down south of here, I'm, I'm assuming, I haven't really looked, Clinton and Madison Central are probably, you know, among the usual suspects there. Okay, uh, football news. Uh, we've actually known about this, but it became official only recently and finally got a chance to sit down and talk with – uh, the, the main subject of the story, along with his old new coach, new old coach, whatever, Noah Gillen, Boonville's quarterback the last two years, has transferred back to Tupelo. That's where he went for uh, well his whole life up through ninth grade and then uh, transferred to Boonville, was able to win the starting job and played very well for two seasons up there. And now he's decided to come back to Tupelo. And the timing is pretty good for Tupelo because Jeremiah Harrell just uh, graduated. And so, you know, he was a, a guy that started for basically three years, won the job uh, as a sophomore. You know, he was battling with another quarterback at that time, but ended up starting uh, pretty much all of those games. So a, a very productive quarterback for Tupelo as well. Uh, I mean, you know, the last two seasons, we know what Tupelo has done. They've had a couple of great seasons. The offense has been very productive. Uh, with with Jeremiah running it, and now you got Noah Gillen, who is uh, his numbers are kind of comparable. You look at them uh, on a per season basis. I mean, Jeremiah has more total, uh, higher totals because he started for three years. But Noah has, uh, uh, you know, he's done it at the three A level. So yeah, it's different. Uh, going to be different. Uh, trying to do it at the seven uh, A level obviously, but he's got the skill set, I think, and the two years experience uh, that he got at Boonville, just, you know, that's, that's invaluable. So he's not coming in as a guy who's never played varsity snaps. And, you know, uh, Tupelo has a couple of other guys that they're looking at at quarterback who have not gotten any varsity snaps of note. And so that's the situation they would have had, but Gillen comes in, now he's going to have to win the job. I mean, that's, uh, you know, that's what coach is supposed to say. So Ty Harden said, yeah, he's going to have to win the job, but that, it's his job to lose. I mean, he's got the work ethic. He's got the the ability. I mentioned uh, he put up good numbers uh, over the two years. He completed 63% of his passes, uh, nearly 3,700 yards, 39 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. He can run it a little bit too, has seven rushing TDs. Uh, there are some similar concepts that Tupelo runs to what Boonville did. Um and the big thing is you don't have so much good talent returning around them. J.J. Hill at running back, and they've got some other guys at that position. Receiver should be deep again with Tyreek Darden and Braylon Matthews, among others. And so he steps into a really good situation. He knows pretty much all of these uh, kids, his new teammates, because he played with them in middle school and ninth grade. So the, the transition should be pretty smooth. Uh, of course, he enrolled in January, so the transfer is complete. He's in the school system. He's working with the team. He'll go through spring ball. And so by the time the season rolls around, Noah should uh, should be ready to go uh, to run that Tupelo offense. I know you covered Tupelo a few times this year, Brenda. Did you see Noah Gillen? I'm trying to remember if you covered any of his games. No, I don't think so. Okay. But I think uh, – I've seen him play, and I think he'll be a good fit in this system. He's 6'4", tall kid, really good arm. Like I said, he's he's mobile. He can run a little bit when he needs to. So he's really very similar to Jeremiah Harrell in that way. And then you just look at the system he's coming into and the progress Tupelo has made under Ty Harden. And, Brendan, I think the only question is, 3A to 7A, can he make the jump? Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting whenever you can get a, a guy who's ranked on 24-7 to, uh, yeah. you know, when you have that guy coming in after – 
you know, losing a guy like Jeremiah Harrell, um, it certainly helps. Like, I can't imagine there are that many schools the size of Tupelo that have, you know, a kid start for three years. Right. Right. You know, like, you know, and then you have to finally turn it over to somebody else. Like, that's an interesting position to be in. Yeah, but uh, I think he'll be able to handle it. He's faced some some good uh, opposition, and he, you know, like all these guys, you know, he's going to summer camps and he's doing seven on seven. So he's facing some top notch competition during the off season. And uh, he, like I said, he's got the work ethic. I think is to see if if he can get the game to slow down enough for him. Uh, I think he'll be fine uh, as the quarterback at Tupelo. So anyway, I had a story on that. Uh, it's at uh, djournal.com, and it was in uh, Tuesday's uh, paper. Yeah. There you go. Okay, let's wrap it up with our Athlete of the Week nominees. Uh, again, you can go vote on these on our Twitter page, at Sports. Uh, female athlete nominees, uh, Olivia Johnson of Corinth, Alorian Story of Ripley, and Zoe Wright of West Union. Male nominees, Tristan Baldwin of East Union, Pacey Matthews of South Pontotoc, and Walker Mitchell of Amory. Again, go to our Twitter page, at, uh, at Sports, and you can vote for Male and Female Athletes of the Week right there. Okay, that's all the time we have. Thanks for joining us. Thanks to Brendan. Thanks to Podgator. Thanks to you for listening. Uh, again, coming to you every Wednesday. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, or online at preparally.djournal.com. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Brad Locke. Uh, Brendan's on there at bferrell 727 at 737. No, it's, it's, it's seven not two the seven. plan. All right, I think maybe 727 used to be the plan. I don't seven know. Seven. 727. I don't think anybody wants to talk about it anymore. So. Okay. <laughs> no, for real. All right, we'll, we'll see you next week.